Good evening. We are in the middle of discussing the halachas of Shvius. The halachas which we will discuss this week, the halachas which are pertinent to us here in Chutzlaaretz, here in northwest London. We began to, to, to talk in the previous year. We discussed the background to Shvius, the different types of three different areas of Shvius, the Halachas, that it's forbidden to work on the ground in Shvius, how the fruits and foods must be, must be made hefka, and the halachas of what we call Shmitas Ksofim, the loans which become eradicated in the end of Shvius. We discuss the different parts of Eretz Yisrael, in brief, just in, as a background, different parts of Eretz Yisrael, different types of growths, who owns the land, different types of growing, growing in the land, growing hydroponic beds, etc., and then we discuss the different times of the year that different fruits and vegetables will receive and become Kedusha Shvius. For example, vegetables become Kedusha Shvius immediately straight when they're picked. So as soon as we enter into the Shvius year and they're picked from the ground, even the day after Rosh Hashanah, they become Kaddish with Kedusha Shvius and have to be eaten with Kedusha Shvius. Then we have fruits, which are, depend, depends when the majority of the fruit is grown. That means it depends where the budding, if the budding, the chanot, if the budding was in the Shemitah year, then it becomes Kaddish with Kedusha Shvius. If the bud was already, the fruit already bud before the Shemitah year, then it's considered pre-Shemitah fruit. We had the concept of legumes and olives and grain and grapes, which depends on a third being grown in the year of Shemitah. So those were the different types of, of produce grown in Shemitah, which has different halachas depending on when and where they're grown, etc. What I want to discuss this week is a little bit more the element of fruits and vegetables which are relevant to us right now. Not that's going to become relevant, but which are relevant to us right now and uh, discuss some of those halachas. As we mentioned in the previous year, you, vegetables become as soon as they're picked in the Shemitah year, which means that almost any fruit or vegetable that was picked straight after, after Rosh Hashanah. Any fruit and vegetable that arrives into Britain almost shortly after Rosh Hashanah, within a few days, is almost de- definitely been picked in the Shemitah year, and therefore carries with it the Kedusha Shvius, and the halachas of Kedusha Shvius will apply. Now, there's a difference between fruits, between vegetables, sorry, fruits we're going to leave out of this because fruits are not relevant for the moment, but vegetables which grew primarily in the sixth year and were just picked in the seventh year, to fruits, to vegetables actually grew in the seventh year. Now, it doesn't take very long for a vegetable to grow in the seventh year. Vegetables which grew in the sixth year and were just picked in the seventh year, according to the halacha, according to the most opinions in the Rishonim, they have Kedusha Shvius, but you're allowed to eat them. Now, vegetables actually grew in the seventh year, and most vegetables that will be, will be arriving on our shores now are vegetables that have grown in the seventh year. It doesn't take very long for vegetables to grow. They have a complete different halacha attached to them. And this is something that we describe as sufichim, aftergrowth. 
Chazal were very, very worried that if they allowed farmers and the, popu- and, the, and the population to eat vegetables that were grown in Shemitah year, of course, eaten with Kedusha Shvius, but if we allow them to actually eat and partake of those vegetables, then there's a very serious worry that the farmers will actually plant these vegetables in the Shemitah year, and they will say, well, this is Shvichim, this was aftergrowth, there's nothing to do with me. And the farmer gains by that because this way he gets a, a produce of vegetables that he wouldn't have had otherwise. When it comes to fruits and other types of produce, the, the risk is almost negligible, doesn't exist because if you plant a fruit in the, in the Shemitah year, it's not going to grow in the Shemitah year, it's only going to grow after the Shemitah year. But vegetables, which takes a very short while to grow, a few weeks, a few months at most, then there's a serious worry that if we allow those vegetables to be consumed during the Shemitah year, even though it has Kedusha Shreis, with Kedusha Shreis, with all the parameters of eating Kedusha Shreis, if we allow them to do that, then said Chazal, there's a serious worry that people would actually plant vegetables in the Shemitah year. And therefore, to circumvent that, Chazal banned all vegetables that are grown in the seventh year, not the vegetables that were grown in the sixth year and picked in the seventh year, but vegetables that were grown in the seventh year from actually being eaten, which therefore means that any vegetable which is now picked in Etzisrael, it's already a while into the Shemitah year, Tishri, Cheshvan were two months in, so any vegetables picked now has been grown in the seventh year and therefore would carry with it a Issa of eating those vegetables at all. Even to eat them with Kedusha Shreis is completely forbidden. And that really raises huge issues for us because we do have vegetables in our shops which come from Etzisrael. Different shops, different stores will carry different vegetables. Different times of the year will have different vegetables. There are times in the year where all that vegetable, for example, red peppers, there'll be a, a, a few days in the year where all red peppers only come from Etzisrael from to England. And that really poses a huge problem for us. I'm going to run through the list. I have the list in front of me of the different vegetables that are relevant. I didn't uh, mark all of them, just the ones which are, are relevant to us, which may be found in our shops here in Northwest London and may actually come from Etzisrael. So, for example, asparagus already becomes ossa from Rosh Hashanah. Aubergine, basil, beetroot, broccoli, butternut squashes, Cabbage, unlikely cabbage is most likely to be English. Carrots, also most likely to be English, but they could. Cauliflower, celery. These are all vegetables that carry a Kedusha Shvist now, if they came from Etzisrael. Coriander, uh, courgettes, cucumbers. Esrig, though that's not so relevant to us. Ginger. Kiwis. Kumquats are from Kislev, so they're coming up very soon. Uh, Leaf vegetables. Lettuce. All lettuce from Etisrael now would carry Kedusha Shreis. Uh, mushrooms, parsley, peppers, uh, sabra fruit, radish, pumpkins, spring onions, sweet pepper, sweet potato, sweet corn, tomatoes, turnips, watermelons. All these will carry a Kedusha Shreis already now. And most of these at this stage of the, of the year of Shreis would already be forbidden for us to eat. Completely and utterly forbidden for us to eat. Which means, if you therefore go to a, sh- a shop and inadvertently buy some 
vegetables that we've mentioned, and there are probably others as well that we haven't mentioned. You buy some vegetables from the shop, which are Israeli, imported from Eretz Yisrael, and therefore carry a Kedusha Shvius. They are forbidden to be eaten. But you can't just throw them away because they have Kedusha Shvius. They cannot be thrown away either. You have to look after them with Kedusha Shvius. So what do you do? You have to leave them to rot. You can't put them in a, in a situation where they're going to rot quicker. You can't do anything that's going to cause them to rot. You have to just leave them to disintegrate themselves. And once they become inedible, then you can throw them away. This is extremely, extremely relevant to us because we do have in all the shops vegetables of, of, of uh, Israeli vegetables. In the, in the supermarkets, in Sainsbury's, in Tesco's, and Waitrose, you will find Israeli fruits and vegetables. In the private shops, in the greengrocers, you will find Israeli fruits and vegetables, which therefore brings us to a very big problem. Two problems we have here. The first problem is buying from a greengrocer who is non-Jewish, and therefore we cannot actually fully believe what he says. He doesn't have a nemonos. He's there to make panosso. He wants to, he, does, he knows full well that Israeli produce is not wanted in our community, and therefore he's going to avoid Israeli produce, but where he can't, he's just going to put Israeli produce out, or he may, I can't say he will, but there's a risk that he'll put Israeli produce out without letting us know. And in fact, he'll change the box, so the box won't look Israeli. It looked like it came from somewhere else, and he will be selling Israeli produce. We do not have a nomonos when it comes to non-Jewish greengrocers, which therefore means that when it comes to vegetables, which are currently coming from Israel into the country, and I don't have a list of those which are actually currently coming in, Though there must be somewhere a list, I don't have that list. But any vegetable which is probable and possible to be coming from Israel at this time of the year will be a problem. And therefore, in these non-Jewish shops, you're going to have an issue with buying those vegetables at all because we can't trust the non-Jewish uh, shopkeeper. Same when it comes to the supermarkets. Uh, the supermarkets will have labels on their shelving which says which will tell you where the source of the vegetables are. But those labels have been placed there months ago. They are rarely changed. They are not up to date. And nobody really cares because nobody really cares if your pepper comes from the Netherlands, Sweden, or from Ertisrol. They just don't really care. And in fact, often they don't want to put Ertisrol on it because there's people who might boycott that. So therefore, they just don't bother changing the labels. The boxes are a little bit more reliable. If you actually look at the box that the fruit is in, the, the supermarkets usually change the boxes together with the fruit. They don't want to waste time with the, with the people on the floor changing the fruits uh, manually This from one box into the other. It's much simpler to lift the box up and put the new box in. But if you lift the box up, there's usually a label on the box which will tell you where the produce comes from. That's much more reliable than the label on the shelf. But even that's not 100% reliable because it could happen that the box is uh, three quarters full or three quarters empty and they just put the fruit from one box and add it to the other box and the fruit from the first box was Israeli, the fruit from the second box isn't and therefore you don't really 100% know where it's coming from. The only thing that's a little bit more reliable is when it's pre-packeted. You have uh, tomatoes and and uh, vegetables which are pre-packeted and uh, on the packet it'll tell you that these Tomatoes, these vegetables were sourced wherever they were sourced, South Africa, Egypt, etc., etc. Those are much more reliable because the in the packaging, they don't have any issues with writing exactly, and they probably have to write exactly where it came from. 
and therefore there, there you have a little bit more reliance that it's not Israeli produce. Um, often in the supermarkets you have the vegetables with stickers on. Sometimes those stickers will tell you that it's British or where it comes from, and then that's again the same reliance, as, as reliable as the packages. But the open vegetables are a little bit more complex, uh, and from the greengrocers is even more complex. And we really does put us into a, a little bit of a bind. Of how do we get our vegetables and uh, ready now without in any way transgressing the problem of Shvius? Where we have another issue is people who buy online, those who buy online from the supermarkets. So you buy your vegetables online from the supermarket and you say to yourself, you know what? I'll buy a packet online, packet of whatever it is. And when it comes, I'll check it. And if it says produce of Israel, I'll send it back. Now, I'm not 100% sure that that's actually going to resolve the problem. Because in my understanding, that I may be wrong, and if somebody knows better, please correct me on this. My understanding is that when you make a, a order online from a supermarket, they take your the money off your credit card as soon as the order is has been, as soon as the order has been passed through the system. When you come and they deliver it, if you return, then that's a return. It's them taking it back and making a return and that's why you get a receipt a, a day later. Not, it's, it's not on the same receipt, which therefore means that when you make an order online and you buy even a packeted vegetables online, you can't tell where the source of the vegetable is from. You have to wait till it arrives. If it does arrive and it says made in Israel, you cannot send it back because by sending it back, you're, you're sending back vegetables that have Kedusha Shris on it back into the hands of a non-Jew. You have a responsibility to look after those vegetables and make sure that they are treated with the correct Kedusha Shris as they have to be treated. So to send it back would be a problem of transgressing Kedusha Shris, being mechalal, you are defiling Kedusha Shris. So once you've ordered online and it's got Kedusha Shris to it, you have to keep it and you have to allow it to rot and only then throw it away, which really does make life very complicated for us over the next year and how we can buy vegetables from the non-Jewish market uh, without knowing exactly where they're sourced. If one buys from a Jewish shop, one assumes that in the market, it's I don't know how the market, the fruit market actually works, but one assumes that the fruit market is is reasonably reliable. It comes in the boxes and it stays in the boxes. It's unlikely that they actually change boxes in the market. So uh, from a Jewish greengrocer who has a hechsha or has a mashkiach who is a reliable person himself, there's less risk to buying vegetables from there. And that does really make us a little bit uh, difficult to buy fruits and vegetables during the Shemitah year. But that's our Nisoyim, that's our test, and that's what we need to do. We need to make sure, here in Chutzlaritz, if we want to connect to the Kedusha Shriyas, connect to this wonderful mitzvah of Shriyas, and belong to the, the Gibori Koyach, those who are most nefesh for Shriyas, so we also have to be most nefesh. And sometimes we have to be a bit flexible and change the pattern of our buying, which we've been doing for the last six years, and it's been very convenient in order not in any way to transgress Kedusha Shriyas. Perennials are somewhere in between fruits and vegetables, where fruits don't have an issa sfichin at all. The aftergrowth, is no, there's no concept of aftergrowth in fruits, as we mentioned, because fruits take years to grow. You can't plant a fruit in, in the Shemitah year. Vegetables need to be replanted every year, so there the, the issa sfichin applies. And a perennial, which does grow more than once or twice on the same branch, so if, if the, the branch, if the uh, perennial was planted before the seventh year, even though it grew in the seventh year, it may have Kedusha Shvies on it, but it won't have an Issa Sfichim. 
Isosphichin is primarily only with regards to vegetables. Fruits, when they do become into England with Kedusha Shvit, which is much, 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 much later. So, for example, grapefruits are only in Av. That's right at the end of the year. Um, I'm trying to see if there's oranges. I can't see oranges here anywhere on the list, and I don't know why. I can't see oranges. I don't know why they don't have oranges on the list. But but uh, grapefruits, for example, which often comes from Israel, is only in, in the month of Av. Uh, other other veg, other fruits, peaches, is Shvat, end of the end of the uh, the end of the winter. Passion fruit is Teves, not so long, not so far. It's already now. In, in, in another month, passion fruit is in another month. Passion fruit is often from Israel. Um, what other fruits are there? That often comes. Nuts. Nuts are, are in the summer. Right through the summer is when nuts. Pomegranates is in Tamils in the end of the year. Pomelos and, and are in, only in Elul, right at the end of the year. Uh, potatoes are already here. Potatoes are in Tebes, which is coming up very soon. Um, sweet potatoes are ready now. But potatoes, and there's a lot of potatoes, particularly in Tesco. The, the, often the mini potatoes come from Etsy and everything needs to be checked. Litchis are in Ia, straight after Pesach. So, so you can see that the clementines are in Edel. So you, you can see quite clearly that the, the range is across the year. Different fruits and different, and different vegetables have different starting times. But we already have now, as I mentioned to you, a number of vegetables in the shops coming from Etsy's which are problematic. So one really needs to be careful. And I can't stress it. This is our new sign for Kedusha Shvies. One really, really needs to be careful. We need to do what we can to preserve the Kedusha Shvies. And we have to be careful of where we buy and how we buy. I want to sidetrack now a little bit and discuss a area of Shvies, which is relevant to us because it's something that we buy regularly and discuss the concept of Kedusha Shvies with regards to flowers. Is there a Kedusha Shvies? Is there a problem of Shvies on buying flowers in the shops, in the supermarkets or in a flower shop, etc.? Or does one need to go and buy from a kosher shop? from a Jewish shop that actually understands the concept of Shriz and is careful where he sources his flowers from. So let's go through a background of what the issue of flowers may be. That's a given in Chazal that Kedusha Shriz can only fall on something that Chazal described as Hanasoi or Biurai Shava where the benefit and the removal from this world comes at the same time. So if a person eats a fruit or food, the benefit of that food and that food gets removed from the world simultaneously, because when you eat, you're benefiting from it, and the food is being removed from the world at the same time. But if it's something which is not the benefit and the removal from the world do not happen at the same time, then there's no Kedusha Shvis. And therefore, if you have a piece of wood which grew in Shvius, in Etzisrael, it does not have Kedusha Shvius on it, because the way you benefit from a piece of wood is by throwing it in the fire. Now, you will only benefit from that piece of wood in the fire when it turns into charcoal. Once it turns into charcoal, then it burns, and then it gives off a constant heat. And therefore, the primary Hanna is only after the wood has been removed from this world. By the time the wood's turned into charcoal, it's not wood anymore. So it's considered removed from the world. And since the Hanna, the benefit, and the Biuri, and the removal from this world is not simultaneous, Kedusha Shvies does not apply to it at all. And therefore, there's no problem of Kedusha Shvies 
of something which is not Hanasa, it will be Rishava on a piece of wood. The Gemara discusses a lulav. The Gemara discusses the lulav. Is the lulav something that has Kedusha Shvirs on it, or is it not something that has Kedusha Shvirs on it? The Gemara tells us a very fascinating idea. The Gemara says that in the time of Chazal, the lulav was often used as a palm leaf, was often used as a broom. And when you use a lulav as a broom, at the same time as you, you're sweeping the floor from the dust and the crumbs that are on the floor, you're going to be creating slightly more crumbs and slightly more droppings of that lulav tree. You ever tried to uh, let your kids uh, or grandkids use a lulav and bash it around on suckers, you'll see that it, the ends will break off very quickly. So when you are using a lulav as a broom, there's a concept here of hanasoi will be uri shove, the benefit, which is the broom. And the removal from this world happens simultaneously. And therefore, there's, a, there's an opinion in the Gemara, and the Gemara discusses this, is a broom, does a broom have Kedusha Shvirs or not? That's because I have a piece of wood. A broom is nothing more than a piece of wood. It's a piece of wood that has benefit to mankind, and its benefit happens simultaneously to when its removal from this world takes place. And therefore, there's a consideration in the Gemara to consider that as something we should have Kedusha Shvirs, which therefore means that Kedusha Shvirs is not limited to food. Any item that has benefit simultaneous to its removal from this world can have Kedusha Shvirs on it. Spices, which in themselves may not actually be a food. Some spices are, are not even edible as a in its original form. But since they're broken down and put into food and eaten, so they are therefore Hanasai or Biurai Shava, spices will all carry Kedusha Shvirs. And that's a real problem in the in the manufacturing world because there are a lot of spices that are manufactured in Etisrol. So in the in the cashless world of of making uh, manufacturing all different types of foods foods and nash etc. where spices are used and they all have some element of spices and preservatives etc. Often they are sourced in Etisrol and that's a headache for the mashkichim. They have to make sure in Shmitiyeh that not only are they kosher from a kosher source, but they also are not sourced in Etisrod anymore. Because if they are sourced in Etisrod, they would undoubtedly have Kedusha Shvirs. Even if they may have Hetemachira, or they may have some other way around the Kedusha Shvirs, but that's not on the standard of, of many of the Kashrus authorities in the world. And therefore, it just poses a real headache to to the Kashrus authorities. There are a number of Kashrus authorities. For example, I don't know where OU stands today, but in the previous Shmita, OU allowed spices in from Etisrod, with Kedusha Shvirs on it to be used in the, in their prod, in their products under the Heksha, even though relying on the fact that, that there was Hetemachira, relying on the Hetemachira of, of the farmer. And therefore many people were careful not to buy OU in the Shmita year. I don't know what OU's policy is this year in this Shmita, but one has to be really careful in the Shmita, a little bit more than one, one does in, in the average year, that there are more risks attached to manufacturing to manufacture foods. But spices, it's clear, even a, a spice may actually be a wood. But spice, since it's ground and put into food, it's considered a hanasa, you'll be and will carry Kedusha Shvirs. Medicinal plants, which are used in medicines, that doesn't have Kedusha Shvirs, because the rule of hanasa, you'll is only when it's hanasa, you'll where the benefit benefits all of mankind.
where it only benefits a certain sector of mankind or a certain section of mankind, that doesn't carry Kedusha Shvis. And therefore medicines and medicinal plants, that's plants that will be used in medicine, but not in food, will not carry Kedusha Shvis because they're not there for the benefit of all of mankind. They're only, they're only there for the benefit of some of mankind, those who are unfortunately unwell. But for the rest of mankind, they have no purpose. So therefore they will not carry Kedusha Shvis. That brings us to the question of flowers. How do we consider flowers in the year of Shvi's? Do we consider flowers to be something which carries Kedusha Shvi's? We benefit from flowers? Or do we say, no, flowers don't carry a Kedusha Shvi's? And now what's interesting is that the Mishnah already discusses the concept of flowers. Is flowers something we'll have Kedusha Shvi's or not? And the Mishnah tells us in Sechta Shvi's, that the rose, the henna plant, the balsam, and the lotus tree all have Kedusha Shvi'is to it. It doesn't mention any other flower, but those four are mentioned in the Mishnahis that they do have Kedusha Shvi'is. The question just is, why should they have Kedusha Shvi'is? Don't we need to have Hanasoi or Biure Shava? And if we need to have Hanasoi or Biure Shava, then they shouldn't carry Kedusha Shvi'is. To which the Chazanish came along and, and explained to us that these are four different types of plants that in the time of Chazal were used as means of spicing up people's foods. And they were ground into foods like spices are ground into food. And the rose, they have taste. It's not just, they don't just have a smell but they act, the petals have a taste attached to them and therefore can be used and were used in the cooking process of foods. And therefore, the Mishnah tells us, since they are used in the cooking process, they are considered they're considered something that has benefit to mankind at the same time as it's removed from this world. And therefore, those flowers will carry Kedusha Shvi'is according to the Mishnah. According to the understanding of the Mishnah, it would follow that any other flower that, that's imported from Metisrael will not carry Kedusha Shvi'is. And, uh, and just for your information, I don't remember the names, but they told me a few weeks ago in the Kashrus based in that there are four types of flowers that are imported into this country solely from Metisrael. There are many other hundreds of different types of flowers that come from around the world, sometimes from Metisrael, sometimes from around the world. But there's four, four, four types of flowers. I do not remember which ones they are. We'll come to see if, they're, if, if, the, if this is relevant at the end of the year. But there's four types of flowers that is solely imported to England from Metisrael, from no other country other than Metisrael. So this is really a relevant Shaila if the Shaila is applicable. So according to this understanding of the Mishnah, it should follow that all flowers other than those four should be no problem whatsoever. So if you have a rose or a henna or a balsam or a lotus tree, which came from Etisrael, fine. Maybe, maybe, as we'll see in a moment, maybe they have Kedusha Shvi's. But if you have any other flower, even if it was, was imported, grown and imported in Etisrael, it does not matter. It will not have Kedusha Shvi's because they're not used as food. We will discuss in a moment whether these today, which are not used as food anymore, is that, do they, are they considered Kedusha Shvi'is or are they not considered Kedusha Shvi'is? But before we come back to that, there's a problem with, <coughs> there's a problem with this, uh, statement that flowers don't have Kedusha Shvi'is other than those four. And that is because of Yushalmi. 
discusses flowers with regards to Kedusha Shvis. The Yishalmi says, the Yishalmi has a, a question, what would be with flowers that actually smell? A flower that's brought into the house in order to create a smell, to give a pleasant smell into the house. Does that carry Kedusha Shvis? Does it not carry Kedusha Shvis? Somehow or other, the Yishalmi must understand that maybe a flower, as it's giving off the smell, is also in the process of dying or, or evaporating and, and therefore is called Hanosa Biorishava, or the Yishalmi has a different concept of what Kedusha Shvis is. But the Yishalmi is not clear. The Yishalmi does not conclude whether flowers with, which give out, give off a beautiful smell, whether those flowers actually carry Kedusha Shvis or do not carry Kedusha Shvis. So what, what, what we find now is we have three different levels of flower. We have a flower which is from the four, the category of four that's mentioned in the Mishnah, the rose, the henna, the balsam, and the lotus tree. I must tell you, I have no idea what these are. Besides the rose, I have no idea what the other ones are. But I'm sure most of you are more educated and better informed about flowers than I am. But those four which are mentioned in the Mishnah are, according to the Mishnah, have Kedusha Shvi's. If you have flowers that don't, are not used in the eating process whatsoever and don't, don't have a smell either, then they definitely do not have Kedusha Shvi's and they're fine to buy irrelevant where they come from. And then we have the third category of a flower which does give off a nice smell, where the Yushalmi has a, has a suffolk, is unsure as to whether they carry a Kedusha Shvi's or they do not. And therefore, when it comes to the Halacha, we're going to end up with a discussion amongst the present-day Poskim. How do we approach flowers? Should we be worried about the Mishnah? Should we be worried about the Yushalmi? Or do we say, today, flowers are never used, no flowers ever used in the eating process, though I'm not sure if that's true anymore. And therefore, no flower carries a Kedusha Shvi's. And the Yushalmi only says it as a doubt. It's not categorical in the Yushalmi at all that there is Kedusha Shvi's. So we can, we can quite comfortably, Shvi's is only Drabbonon, and Shvi's and Chutzlaritz is a, is a question whether it's relevant, and therefore, we can quite comfortably be Mekel. Or do we say Kedusha Shvi's and the Mitzvah Shvi's is such a wonderful Mitzvah, Gibori Koyach, it's a, a Mitzvah that it's worth our while extending ourselves, and therefore, we should be Machme, even when it comes to Flowers with kedusha with, with a fragrance, which should be machmir like the Yishalmi. Practically speaking, most flowers do have a fragrance, as far as I know. Most flowers do smell. I can't say all of them, but most flowers do give off some smell and are very pleasant to smell. And therefore, according to the Yishalmi, one, if one wants to be machmir and stringent for kedusha shvius. To be able to attach oneself to this wonderful mitzvah, then one shouldn't be buying any flowers which have a smell which may come from Eretz If you have a Suffolk, there's room to be lenient because Yushalmi is only in doubt and you have a doubt as to where these flowers come from. But there is a room for those who want to be stringent not to buy flowers from Eretz It does not mean that you are doing something terribly wrong if you do buy flowers from Eretz but there is room for a person to be machmir. What does one do if one bought flowers from Eretz inadvertently, and you want to be machmir, so you don't want to benefit from them? Do we have an isasvichim, or do we not have an isasvichim? Meaning, do we say that just like vegetables, because they grow annually, they have to be regrown and replanted, therefore the chazal attached an isasvichim, an is of aftergrowth, and they forbade you from eating those vegetables. Would we say the same to these flowers? Since flowers need to be replanted 
Most flowers need to be replanted annually, and therefore we will say flowers go under the category of svichen after growth, and therefore one would be forbidden to benefit from it in Shvi'is. If you inadvertently bought flowers from Yisrael, and they were flowers which had a, a, a pleasant smell, which most flowers do, and they add a, a, a fragrance to your home, which most flowers would at some degree, and therefore, and you want to be machme for this Yerushalmi, how would you then approach those flowers? Would we say they're forbidden, or would we say no? Svichen was only attached to edible foods. Even if you're going to tell me that there's Kedusha Shvi'is for flowers, the Chazal never attached the Issa Svichen to flowers. That's another discussion in the Paskim. And the Chaznish was of the opinion that if flowers are Osir and, and carry Kedusha Shvi'is, then Svichen would apply to them. Because the Chaznish understood that anything that has to be re-replanted will carry a Issa Svichen if it has Kedusha Shvi'is. They are annuals. They're not something, most flowers are annuals. They're not something that just re, that, re, that regrows on their own. Therefore, if you did buy them, if you did buy them without realizing inadvertently, and they had Kedusha Shvi'is, and you wanted to be Machme for Dushami, then If they are definitely a type of flower that is used in the eating process, like the ones in the Mishnah, then you can't throw them away. You have to leave them till they rot. And only once they've rot, can you throw them away. And if you're going to be machin for the Rishalmi, again, if they have a smell, then you have to leave them to rot. And when they've rotted, you can throw them away. A rose... Now, if roses are not used in eating, I actually think they do use roses in eating today. But if they're not used, the rose is a slightly different than most flowers because a rose is a perennial. It's not a annual. A rose bush lasts for many years. And the roses will be cut off the rose bush and the rose bush will, be, will regrow. So there's very little reason for a farmer, a, a flower farmer, to replant roses in the Shemitah year. So if it's possible that a rose on the one hand is less stringent than other flowers, on the other hand it's more stringent. On the one hand it's less stringent because it's a perennial, and therefore it won't be Asabachila, it won't be Asabana. So if you bought a rose, even if it was an Israeli rose, and you had Kedusha Shvi'is, you can actually benefit from it within the context of Kedusha Shvi'is. However, a rose, since roses are often used in the eating process, it will carry Kedusha Shvi'is more likely to carry Kedusha Shvi'is and then some of the other flowers, which are primarily only a Suffolk, a doubt in the Yushalmi, not a clear-cut halacha, which is expressed in the Mishnah, like the rose is mentioned in the Mishnah. And I ask, of course, um, if you have bought them inadvertently, uh, are you allowed to put them on the table in a vase? So according to, if you're going to be machmir for the chaznish and machmir for the Yushalmi, then the chaznish says you should leave them in a bag and let them rot. Leave them in a bag. <laughs> Yeah, just to let them rot, not to benefit from them. But you're going to find it very hard to actually know the source of, of flowers nowadays. You you went to your local florist, it's unlikely they have any idea where the flowers come from. Yeah. It's not a piece of information that most florists uh, are, are bothered to find out because most people don't care where the flowers come from. They just want the flowers in the vase on the table. I don't know whether the Jewish shop here in, in Golders Green that sells flowers in Golders Green Road is aware of this issue and has even thought about it. I have no idea. I have no idea. But 
it may be worthwhile somebody going and asking him. I know in Stanford Hill, the, the mashkichim go into, into the shops and, and uh, help them make sure that the flowers that they buy are, are not Israeli flowers. But as I said to you, there are definitely some flowers that come, only come from it. So I don't remember which one. I wish I remembered, but he did tell it to me about four weeks ago. I've completely forgotten. There are four types of flowers, he said, which are only imported from Israel. So again, it's up to, I'm not giving a psak that flowers carry Kedusha Shri. It really is a Suffolk. When somebody who doesn't want to be Mahme has no one can have any, any, any sort of criticism against him. But if you do want to be Mahme, be aware that roses are in, in a different category. They, I don't know if you can buy the other three, the henna and the balsam and the lotus tree. I have no idea what they are, so I don't know if you can buy them in the florist. What was the second one? It's called a henna. I don't know what it is. A heather? Henna. H-E-N-N-A. H-E-N-N-A. Henna. Yes, I have no idea what it is. And the balsam, do you know what that is? A green bird. That's a, yes. I know what henna yeah. is. Go on, then what is henna? Henna is it's a dye. It's used as a dye. Mm-hmm. The Yemenites use it for when they have a simcha, like an engagement. It's a dye that is a plant that they use um, for their engagement parties. Right. They put it so, on, their, you know, on their hands. I, I understand. But do you know what the plant looks like? It's like a brown colour. I don't know what the plant looks like, but I know that the dye put on their hands and it's like a brown colour, light brown. You colour. don't know what the plant looks like? No, I don't know. Right, and I don't know what the lotus tree is, and I don't know what the balsam is. So for us, it's not really relevant. The only one that's relevant is rose. The roses, and I probably believe that roses are not important for metasrol, but I have no idea. I can't be 100% sure. And it's well worth um, just anybody who has a patience or knows the, 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 the Jewish flower shop, just have a word with them and see if they have taken Schmidt into account if they haven't. Just for the, the sake of those who would like to be Mahmi. As I said, one can't criticize those who are not Mahmi. If somebody would like to be Mahmi, it would be nice to be able to have a shop that I can go into and be told that these are not Israeli and these are absolutely fine. The balsam is, has a use. The balsam is used for vinegar and things like that. But that's in the manufacturing. It doesn't, it's not really relevant to us. We, we hope that the... No, the but maybe that's why... It's, that's why what, where we, That's why it's got Kedusha right. Yeah. I mean, that's what Chazanish says. Chazanish says all these are used in, in, the, in the food preparation process, which I have no idea. Um, I've never actually eaten a rose leaf or a rose petal in my life. Uh, and balsam, as you say, can be in, 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 in some oils. Lotus tree, uh, I don't know if that's got anything to do with lotus that they talk about nowadays. I've got absolutely no idea. I don't know what it is. I can only tell you what the, what's mentioned. Sunflowers are from Etisrol. All sunflowers are from Etisrol. There's a little note popped up here. Sunflowers are from Etisrol. It may be, but I don't know if all sunflowers are from Etisrol. There were four flowers. If I do, if I do find, remember who told it to me, which member of the Kashras team and, and ask him again, maybe I'll, I'll write it down and mention it in the next year. I just want to finish off today with one more continuation of this discussion of flowers. And that is to discuss the Dalad Minim. So the four Minim of the, the four Minim that we use on Sukkot, as we discussed the Esrig, you, Follow Lakita when it's picked. So any esrig that was picked after Rosh Hashanah in the 
that, that's just passed will have Kedusha Shvi's. And therefore this year, as we mentioned the previous year, all Esregim were picked early. And that's why they came quite small this year. And they were struggled to get a nice big Esregim. They were picked very, very early, especially the ones that were exported because they didn't want to end up with trouble with Kedusha Shvi's. The Esregim that come next year will all have Kedusha Shvi's because they're all going to be picked before Rosh Hashanah, all primarily growing in, in, in the Shvi'as year. And therefore, all the Shvi'as next year are going to have a problem with Shvi'as, the Israeli Shvi'as, which is going to cause, a, 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 again, a halachic discussion. Are you allowed to bring an Esri out of Israel to Chutzlaret? Are you not? Etc., uh, etc. Et there, there is a new variety of Israeli Shvi'as being grown in Spain, so especially for this coming year, so that they should be available for the Shemitah year, so one doesn't need to import from Israel, you can import the same Esri. Israeli Esregim, so they come from the same source, but they're actually planted and grown in in Spain. Whether that will work or not, we have no idea. This year will tell. But Esri definitely goes under the category of Kedusha Shvi'as. The Lulav is a discussion in the Gemara. But the Gemara only considers a lulav with maybe to have Kedusha Shvi'as because they used it as brooms. I don't think today anybody uses a lulav as a broom. And therefore lulavim are not grown with the intent for it to be used as a broom. They're only grown either for mitzvahs or for the fruits that that grow on the tree. And therefore the lulav today does not is not considered something which is hanasai or bi'urei shava. It's not a type of... Growth, which is the benefit that we benefit from it, is simultaneous to its removal from the world. And therefore, a lulav nowadays is not considered Kedusha Shriyas. So any lulav that comes from Eretz is fine. And we can use those coming the coming sukkahs without any worry. When it comes to Hadassim, that's a very interesting one. Because Hadassim have a beautiful smell. And therefore, our Hadassim in the category of flowers that the Yushalmi discusses and says, since it has a smell, one should be careful and not use them on Shvi'is? Or do we say Adasim since they're grown for their mitzvah and they're not really used for, for grown for their smell, um, therefore they don't have Kedusha Shvi'is. And it's accepted uh, an accepted opinion amongst most of the Paskin that today there's much more money in growing Adasim for the mitzvah. Anybody who's ever gone out to buy Adasim will tell you Adasim are very expensive. And there's a huge market for Hadassim, for mitzvahs, not for smelling. And therefore, most Hadassim are grown for the Shem mitzvah. They're not grown for the Reach, and therefore we consider it a non-Reach, a non-smelling item. Because in order for it to be a Kedusha Shvesh, it has to be grown with a purpose that it should smell, which most flowers are. Most flowers are grown to be look nice and also to give a smell. And therefore, that's why there's a, a question about, with regards to the Kedusha Shvesh. But when it comes to Adasim, it's assumed and accepted amongst the Paschim that Adasim today are grown for the mitzvah, not grown for the smell. And therefore, Adasim do not have Kedusha Shvesh. And therefore, this coming so because we'll be able to import Adasim from Israel without the worries of Kedusha Shvesh at all. And again, when it comes to the Arava, Arava is definitely a just a plain piece of wood. It has no smell. It has nothing. It's just a plain piece of wood, which is not Hanasa Biorishava. And therefore, Aravas, even though we do import Aravas in Metisrol, will not have Kedusha Shvi'as, and we will have no problem. So the only area of concern when it comes to Dalad Minim in the coming year will be the Esrik. The other three Minim are probably simply removed from Kedusha Shvi'as because they're not in the category of Hanasa Biorishava. Even the Hadas is not considered for its smell. It's only there for its mitzvah and therefore does not carry Kedusha Shvi'as. So we won't have any issue with the other three meaning. Esrug is going to be a problem, which will, sort, will be sorted out, but as it always is, nearer the time. So that brings us to the end of this discussion of Svichin.
and what's relevant. And I, I will repeat again once more that the vegetables in the shop are a problem. One has to be really careful where one buys one's vegetable from and make, one has to make sure that it's clear and reliable that it's not coming from air to stroll. If it did come from air to stroll, you then have Kedusha Shvis on your hands. You may not eat it because it's Svichim. You may not throw it away because it's got Kedusha Shvis. You may not give it to a non-Jew because it has Kedusha Shvis. You cannot return it back to the shop because it has Kedusha Shvis. All you can do is leave it to rot. You cannot put it into a compost heap because that will cause it to rot, rot quicker. You can only allow it to rot in it, by taking, following its natural course, put it in a bag and just leave it till it rots. Once it's not edible anymore, you can then throw it away. I hope that gives you a better, clear, a bit more clarity on what, what's relevant to us here in England right now at the moment. We will come back in two weeks time and continue the halachas of Kedusha Shviz. We will discuss money issues in the shop, which we haven't yet discussed, which is relevant to us and different aspects and different areas of Kedusha Shviz. And I wish you all a very good night and a very healthy week. Everybody, everybody should be well and thank you very much for listening.